0: This time on IFAF.
1: Idaho Falls and Fear.
0: No, it's year. Happy New Year.
1: Maybe for you. IFAF. Idaho Falls Infotainment Talk Show with Mike Nelson and
0: Carly Morgan. Well, bummer. That was a that was a great time, wasn't it? But the holidays are over. It is officially <laughs> now the end of let's circle back to that after the holidays time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Time to pay the piper.
1: Okay, here's the thing. You say bummer. I say phew.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank goodness it's over. I was here's the thing. I was run ragged to the point where I actually got just a little sick right after Christmas. Like the evening of Christmas, I felt it sort of coming on. And I was like, "Oh no, I've no, got to get back to work." This is not happening.
0: This is yeah,
1: right. And I ended up having to take like two days off.
0: It I, that's happened to me before too, uh-huh. and I I have to believe that the mind to some degree controls the body.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Where it's like, I can't get sick. I can't get sick. I can't get sick. Okay, phew, I'm done now. I've fulfilled my obligation, mm-hmm. and then your body goes
1: great. right exactly exactly though
0: and just craps out on you yeah yeah. Uh, you know,
1: that's the thing. And the first day I was like, no, this isn't really happening. But it was kind of a half day at work. Like you didn't have to be there. So I just moved my appointments the next day. And then the day after I woke up and I was like, I'm dying. I will be dead by the end of today. Like, I think I cried in my pillow thinking that I was not going to wake up because I was so sure that I was dying of whatever illness oh, this was. So sorry. <laughs> and
0: and, I, and by the way, you're not the only one. I talked to a few friends. I had a couple right. of appointments lined up. Uh, the weekend uh-huh. between Christmas and New Year's is a lawless, godless time.
1: You don't <laughs> know what day like. it is? The word I like is a liminal.
0: <laughs> liminal. Yeah. Can you define that for me? I'm a not liminal sure.
1: space. So it's a space that feels not entirely real. Okay. Yeah. It's like yeah. Ross or the Di. Yeah. It feels like it feels like the place between two dimensions.
0: Yeah. The place yeah. between asleep and awake. Yes. The place between having a schedule and not having a schedule. Precisely. Yeah, at least one buddy had to cancel on me. He said, dude, my whole family is sick. Right. And so yeah, I think there is the um I think there is the mental component of physical health.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: And when your body knows it can give way, sometimes it does. Oh, sometimes yeah. it says, ah, okay, stop everything. I gotta I gotta recoup here.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I do feel like this was an especially stressful Christmas for me, um, which is kind of unusual because I'm usually like, well, like, I'm not going to say I'm prepared, but I'm more prepared than I was this time. And it's been kind of a weird year for me where it's sort of been just like grabbing at, sh- at shit as I go. You <laughs> Gra- know?
0: Grasping at straws.
1: Exactly, yeah. And uh, this was kind of a, a weird stressful Christmas for me. And the second that I was able to put it to bed and know that my job had been done, my body was like, okay, great. Now that I worked so hard for you, bitch, you're going to work hard for me. <laughs>
0: so maybe it's a good thing that uh, we can kind of get back to routine, back to schedule.
1: Oh, I can't wait, in a way. <laughs>
0: we talked about how taking even the, just a little trip to Vegas or... Salt Lake Mm -hmm. makes you come back and appreciate what you have all the more. Right. You know, I wonder if taking a little trip to Christmas land (laughs) and New Year's Eve land.
1: Makes you appreciate Halloween town. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to wake up at 8 a.m. and get back to my schedule and work a hard day and Mm -hmm. know that feeling when I put my head to the bed at night going, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've (laughs) deserved this eight hours of sleep.
1: And you know, that's the thing, though. I have gotten the crappiest sleep the last few nights with the weirdest dreams. I did,
0: too. Like, I got just off schedule enough to where I woke up this morning at 3.30. Yes. I'm like, body, what are you doing?
1: Oh, the funny part? I woke up today at 5 a.m. So we're only, like, two hours apart. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I know that. You should never talk about your dreams on any kind of broadcast. Yeah. I want to tell you one very, very small That's snippet. That's my rule.
0: No one gives a shit that you were chased by a giant crab down <laughs> no. the beach or whatever that Dane Cook bit is. <laughs>
1: okay. But I want to tell you a very, very small bit. Okay. Okay. In my dream, I believed that there was a super duper hot can of Chef Boyardee at the foot of my bed that popped itself open from the steam and that I, like an animal... Cracked open with my finger, and then ate with my hands. And for some reason, are we
0: talking spaghettios?
1: No, the ravioli. Raviolis.
0: Uh huh. Even
1: better. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, there was also on my side table in my room. This dream felt so real. Uh huh. uh, There was a can of Jet Puff marshmallow. Uh, fluff okay. just sitting there and at one point i dipped my finger in the marshmallow fluff gave it a nice little spin because it's sticky and then <laughs> dipped it back in the ravioli and just shoved it in my mouth like an animal and then i woke up
0: are you like, pregnant
1: <laughs> i wonder <laughs> that's what it felt like in the dream uh-huh. but i i ate it like an animal just like i was feasting upon it And then that next morning when I woke up, I genuinely, I kid you not, looked in my bed looking for the can because I remember in my dream I fell asleep. It was so real. It was so real. I fell asleep with a ravioli in my hand ready to consume half in my mouth. And then I woke up with my cat in my arms like I usually do. And I was like, where's my ravioli? And I was looking for the can. This can, and can I was of like,
0: ravioli is awfully fluffy and purry. <laughs> right,
1: right. And I was like, I haven't had Chef Boyardee in this house in years.
0: Let's play the exciting new game show. <laughs> Overworked or stoned
1: or pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. No, I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> worry, Mom and Dad. Wow. Not pregnant.
0: <laughs> but you're right. But no yeah. one gives a shit about your dreams.
1: No, you're right. Can you're we get right. back to that? Okay, that yes. Was, I'm sorry. Yes. I,
0: so I did morning radio for a few years. <laughs>
1: of course. And that was like my course, number right one rule. M- yes. And of course, right when you work in the morning after waking up in the morning, what are you going to talk about? Your dreams. And I don't know
0: if my morning partner was an alcoholic or on Ambien <laughs> the entire time or uh, or both. I think mm. both. Um, but like-
1: Did she buy herself a lot of Prime packages? You
0: know, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was her own secret uh, Santa. Well, then. So um, we'd get together in the morning and and work out the show. Okay. you know, And we only had... There's this fun thing that happens in the morning that I guess I would call time compression. I don't know what else to call it. I've never heard this principle before. But there are moments in your life where it's go time and you're fitting an hour's worth of work into 15, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And that precious time in the morning when you're like, okay, let's... we're going to plot this out and what are we doing here and this is... And then we're going to do this... Um,
1: I call that when my boss is walking by.
0: (laughs) Well, yes, but it's also...
1: Kidding. I work very hard. (laughs) Don't fire me. There's no
0: doubt about that. (laughs) But also when your ass is on the line, because the clock stops for no man, Right. and you're like, okay, we've got to get this done. And then she just wanted to... (laughs) Let's do the (laughs) Peanuts voice for two episodes in a row. (laughs) Telling me about this insane dream she had. It's like... This is unproductive conversation. Nobody cares. What? what, what why do you want to... You're taking your own personal mental emotional voodoo and putting it on me. We're not married.
1: Right. right. I don't have
0: to do this. I yes. don't want it. I'm not gonna.
1: You have no obligation.
0: Shut your mouth.
1: Except for the social obligation of working together and wanting to in not suck. In the nicest suck. way possible.
0: On the professional <laughs> obligation. Yeah. You get in that room. You're on the clock. You're, you're mm-hmm. making money. I don't care and your boss doesn't care about Mm -hmm. your fuckery. (laughs) Right. Uh, About about your, let's see here, um, about your random synapses firing off in your head while you slept. Mm -hmm. And by the way, lay off the Pendleton and Ambien, (laughs) could you please?
1: Okay, but I do kind of want to try putting a little marshmallow fluff in Chef You know, it reminds me of that uh, The Office bit when Michael Scott says that he made himself a peanut butter and tuna fish sandwich and he ate it and it was terrible. Oh, my God. I know it will I, be, and I kind of want to do it anyway.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting into this idea now. Now, yeah. now that we're off the dream angle. Right. If you just want to put two things together and say, would you hit that? You know, like an exciting new, this is the second game show we've got now.
1: (laughs) We can start a whole channel.
0: (laughs) I would hit a jar of uh, marshmallow fluff. And Chef Boyardee. Because that's delicious. And I'd stick my finger in some Chef Boyardee too.
1: honestly, I think it'd be kind of good.
0: Yeah, I'd go back and forth on that. I do that sometimes.
1: Okay, wait. Late night
0: snacking, you'll have Uh a peanut and go, I need to balance that with some sweetness and have a piece of chocolate and then go, oh no, I need to balance that sweetness with some saltiness. Oh no. Oh, but
1: peanuts and chocolate are a classic combo. And also, in the dream, I was taking a finger full of marshmallow fluff and then sticking it in and then eating the whole thing like a crackhead.
0: Yeah, you're a godless heathen.
1: Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was terrible.
0: And may fate have mercy on your soul in the afterlife. I'm
1: gonna need it. It's coming for
0: you. It comes for all of
1: us.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute, it's been a while since we've used this voice. It's coming. Oh wait! Oh, oh! I put the chipmunk voice on your mic. Oh! It's coming for all of us. Be ready, but there's no way to be ready. So what are you going to do?
1: Have enough lube. (laughs) What? You can cut that. I'm so sorry. There's a
0: non sequitur. I'm gonna pretend I didn't connect those dots.
1: I mean, wow. We just called it Sodom and Gomorrah.
0: <laughs> okay, Sodom and Gomorrah knows how to party.
1: I mean, if anyone would, like, just saying. Do you,
0: know, do you know, I. We've talked. Oh boy. I know we're. How corporate. many subjects can we? Here's a new game show. <laughs> How many subjects can we cover? Random, completely unrelated subjects in like the first 10 minutes of a show.
1: Krompus is getting us next year. <laughs>
0: oh. um, but I thought a lot about the Bible and Jesus and uh, ancient history lately. I think I've yeah. indicated that. Mm-hmm. Oh, in fact, I want to talk about Albert Lin revealing ancient cities here in just a sec. Oh, whoa. But um, what if, you know, the whole... Um, and I do want to take the Bible at face value, even sure. though I just recently, like in the last couple of years, learned that the Ethiopian Bible has like hundred some odd books, and the mm-hmm. our Bible, the one we consider you know holy and sacred and non-transmutable or whatever, had like eighty eight books until the Catholic Church took out twelve of them in the sixteen hundreds, and now it only has sixty six. So what's mm-hmm. real? And I am, you know, I don't read books, right? I read internet articles right. and TikTok subtitles, but right. I am going to read the book of Enoch because okay. that shit sounds fascinating.
1: I I think I still have a Bible for you. So ya. are
0: we really going to trust the Council of Nicaea and the Roman Catholic Church in the 1600s just like, oh, I don't know, a few years after the Inquisition? Mm-hmm. To tell us what is holy and sacred, and is the word of God? Nah, I'm not so sure. I'm gonna do so. I'm all. I'm already a. A conclusion is the um, point where you got tired of thinking, kind of person. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not done thinking yet about this.
1: I'm gonna tell you. Come
0: with me on my spiritual journey.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna mention something that you will almost definitely have to cut. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the King James Bible that we all no one follow and that i have personally owned multiple of mm-hmm. during my lifetime Oh sure who hasn't So there is some speculation by historians that the whole reason that that translation was done was because King James was a raging gay man who wanted to fuck his sweet little twinkie boyfriend Oh no And that the court oh, was no. And that the court was on his ass in not a fun way and so to <laughs> make Not
0: his fun way
1: Right, and speaking so, of sodomy, <clears throat> exactly. Wow. <laughs> and so to get off of that, <laughs> so to uh, to sort of get them away from his bullshit or his regular shit, to, you know, to get him off on, his ass,
0: not yes. in a good way, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> to get him to get them off his ass, he had a new translation of the Bible done to make all of the people happy and to make him think that he was a good and pious man.
0: Like we've talked about before, I think God is perfect. I'm not so sure about man.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure about man.
0: <laughs> Call me crazy.
1: <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they're perfect.
0: Since we're since we are clear out in the weeds as already. As one of them. I mean, I mean, like <laughs> as the editor and me is thinking, how much of this are we going to scrap?
1: Oh, so much.
0: <laughs> if you've gotten to this this point in the show, we may have cut half of this out already. <laughs> but I want to. Can we mention Albert Lynn? I want to mention Albert Lin and the Lost Cities Revealed show that just premiered on Hulu. Okay. I think in October. There's new episodes right now. So this guy, okay, do you know what LiDAR is?
1: Oh, is that the, um? it's almost like sonar, but it sort of helps to look through. Um... Yeah,
0: the canopy of the Amazon, right. for example. Yes. It stands for light or laser detection and ranging or something like that. Okay. But you know this a little drone flying over uh, Amazon rainforest, for example, can shoot like four hundred thousand beams of information to the uh, ground mm-hmm. in per second. Wow. right. So do you remember how incredible it was to be able to go on Google Maps or Google Earth and look at you know, oh, there's um, a really cool landmark, there's a volcano, there's right. a freeways yeah. in LA there's and map everything. I predict, in fact, I have a few predictions for 2024. Well, and then 2024. you got Street View, too. Right.
1: You know, first you had just, like, landmarks and, like, maps and stuff. Then you had Street View, and now...
0: It's going to get cooler than that.
1: Oh, of course.
0: I promise you, I will prick my finger in blood and write it.
1: On Ursula's contract? Yeah. I love it. Because Which also, kids, that's how the original <laughs> Little, Little Mermaid went, Because she couldn't write. Because if she could write, then she could communicate with Eric. But in the theatrical release, she pricked her finger and put it on the contract in blood. Fact check me. I know I'm right.
0: We're not going to sidebar, but you need to come back to Hans Christian Andersen.
1: Yes. Oh, i was so excited. Okay.
0: All right. So back to Albert Lin and this Ancient Cities Revealed uh, show on Hulu. So basically what the guy's done, I'm sure he's a stud. He comes across as just a badass and all the badassery that goes along with having, you know, I I don't know, having degrees and lost, he lost a right leg from the knee down. So yeah, he's got a really cool prosthetic. How though? Uh, I don't know. Probably, let's say some cool way. It's
1: gotta be something cool. Let's assume
0: some cool way doesn't matter. He almost lost (gasps) it again in an episode that I just watched. Like it the almost same
1: leg or a different? Yeah, no. Leg.
0: A rock the same leg came and crushed his foot, and his prosthetic foot went flying. <laughs> so the guy. Well,
1: thank goodness it was a prosthetic. The
0: guy is engaged in acts of badassery. However, he's a little dramatic for me.
1: Oh well, right. Sure. Like
0: okay, for you exa- know, for if example,
1: I, if I lost my leg, I would also be very dramatic.
0: And in, in fact, this guy is a, I would say, caricature. Which, as a character development specialist in the past, I happen to know, makes for good radio, good television. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's kind of transparent. For example. If you know
1: what you're looking for.
0: He's got to climb, he's got to go up to a plateau. So every single episode, he's got to go up to a plateau. So every single episode, he does rock climbing. It's almost like a drinking game. Oh, he's rock climbing unnecessarily because when he gets to the top, his whole crew is there, right? Like they were airdropped by helicopter or whatever, or they they took the- the,
1: Which also is just as cool, by the way, if not cooler.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, he he forges streams unnecessarily. Take a shot. He's (laughs) in his tent at night with his flashlight saying, I feel like I'm really connecting to this culture. Take a shot. You know, it's like, it's predictable and dramatic and like, okay, buddy, like, it's a 45 minute show that could be 20 minutes. Just show me the LiDAR.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: But what he does, and, and you know, if he were to at us anywhere on the internet, I'd be like, I'm sorry, bro, you're so cool.
1: <laughs> right, well, yeah. Okay, it's kind can I throw this out here? Yeah. And I know yeah, I'm going to- Please gonna, stop
0: me from my rant. I and feel And I like, know
1: I'm going to upset many a people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that one scene in that one Mission Impossible movie where Tom Cruise is uh, rock climbing inexplicably, no good reason, <laughs> yeah, just so he could look cool. And realistically, he does look very cool. Although the, and also, the scene
0: on the Burj Khalifa and Ghost Protocol, oh my God.
1: Right, but uh, also-
0: that, Wow.
1: Right, and also that one scene where he's rock climbing- Unnecessary. Right. Totally agree.
0: And Albert Lynn, as cool as he is, right. Ain't Tom Cruise. This isn't <laughs> Mission Impossible. This is mission probable. Right. And I'll tell you why.
1: Well, and also it does totally add to it. And it also kind of makes you go like, dude, come on. For me, it doesn't <laughs>
0: add to it, it detracts from it. Because okay. it's 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 overly dramatic and therefore cheesy. That's fair. Basically, what the guy's done is something I predicted. And my remember, I told you last episode, I invent, I've invented a lot of things that I haven't gotten yes. credit for. Yeah, <laughs>
1: because you've done like no work toward it. You came up with the idea and then like didn't make a, a prototype.
0: Five right, yeah. five to ten years ago, when I found out about ground penetrating radar, I'm like, okay, here's what we need to do, people. To the panel inside my mind that. Can't act, doesn't listen, no, never yeah. does what I want it to do.
1: It's basically that little troop from Inside Out. Yes. <laughs> and they hear it and they're like, oh, wow, our person's <laughs> so smart. We really like them. And yeah. then they like go about their normal tasks. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of brushing teeth <laughs> yeah. and feeling sad. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Experiencing yeah. post-Christmas buttons.
0: depression. <laughs> yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah.
0: mm-hmm. for that analogy. <laughs> But I'm like, okay, people, here's what we need to do. We need to just uh, go from uh, latitude to longitude and just scan the damn thing whether it's satellites or drones or airplanes or mm-hmm. whatever somebody needs to get on that Well
1: and I think technically what you mean is actually altitude because latitude and longitude are uh ground
0: That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about scanning the entire earth from north to south pole. Oh. And from east to west. Okay. Whether and and I don't know what kind of altitude lidar requires. I don't know if you need to be 200 feet up or if you can be 20,000 feet up or if you know if it can be done by satellite so probably not. So basically, Albert, what he's done is Albert Lynn has Googled list of rumored ancient cities on planet Earth. And let's say he got I've only watched eight episodes, but let's say he got, you know, 20 of them. So mm-hmm. he's already got two or three seasons of this shit planned. <laughs> and he's basically in a race against either Google mm-hmm. or crowdsourced nerds.
1: Mm, that's fair. W- with
0: this kind of technology available. Yeah. Because it's becoming cheaper and cheaper. Right. But basically, he goes to a site of a rumored ancient city, throws a drone up in the air, scans, I don't know, a 1,000 square feet, mm-hmm. and he goes, yep, there it is. And sure enough, there it is.
1: Wait a second. Like
0: Scotland, the Amazon, India. He's been all over the place and he's finding evidence. So I predict, my first prediction for 2024 is there is going to be a new Google Maps and it's going to be a LIDAR map of the Earth. Not only showing you, so Google Maps will now show you, the satellite view will show you the trees Mm -hmm. and the terrain. Right. The LIDAR view will show you this stuff. That used to be there or that is barely poking out of the earth or is even slightly Mm. with ground penetrating radar now, Mm -hmm. slightly under the earth. Mm. So you can see evidence of settlements from, I don't know, 5, 10, 20, 40,000 years ago.
1: Here's the thing. I want to know two things. Where's El Dorado and...
0: We're going to find it. I guarantee you Mm. we're going to find it.
1: What happened to Roanoke?
0: We're going to find Atlantis... There's a show on, I believe, also on Hulu called "Drain the Oceans." Right. So now they have water penetrating radar. Yeah. The lost city of Alexandria, we've found it. Yeah. Um,
1: Which also, the fact that that's not like a bigger news story, and like this guy finding evidence of this isn't a bigger news story. Is kind of nuts to me.
0: All of this stuff is going to be... I have this theory that by the time I die now, if I die tomorrow, I'll be wrong. Sure. But if... So uh, don't natural, die tomorrow. Natural lifespan. <laughs> Clearly, like... I got another 50 years left. Yeah. I have a theory that it's all going to come out. Everybody is going to know everything about everybody and anything else. All of it.
1: And... What a bummer it is that the Library of Alexandria was burnt down because we could have gotten here so much faster, dudes. And also, realistically, there's so much stuff out there that we don't even have the inkling of to look for. Yeah. There's still so much mystery in the universe. I agree. And isn't that nuts?
0: I agree that that's a really good point is right now we don't know what we don't know
1: we're gonna exactly. find
0: out what we should have known uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna find the Garden of Eden I was gonna say I guarantee you I don't guarantee you but mm. I'm betting it's gonna be somewhere uh 200 feet down 200 meters down okay. in the Red Sea mm-hmm. I think we're gonna find Atlantis I think we're gonna find we've already found not just a few but several out of context artifacts like mm-hmm. mm, this looks like the aluminum footing to a lunar lander, only it's in a layer of Earth that should be like 3,000 years old. Right. We've already found wacky stuff like that.
1: Which also, funny thing, um, Mormonism believes that uh, the Garden of Eden is actually here in the Americas.
0: And, and I think you make a really good point bringing it back around to religion. I think that we're going to find some things that either prove or absolutely disprove.
1: Well, that's a thing, A lot though. of stuff. Well, except that there is, um, I can't think of this specific word. Oh, except that there are apologetics.
0: Right. So, yeah, who explain things away. Right. And say, yeah, but.
1: Because there have been lots of things that we found that technically disprove certain religions, and yet they still are well, sure, prominent and going strong and doing their thing.
0: And there's missing links in the evolutionary uh, or uh, geological or fossil <laughs> record right. that we just go, I don't know. We're gonna know. In right. our lifetime, we are going to know.
1: Well, and also there's a difference between a theory and stating it as if it's a fact.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right, and, I, and, and that's all I want. I just want to know. Yeah. One way or the other. I suppose some people could condemn me For not being personally invested in either. Yeah. I'm not. I'm invested in uh, the truth.
1: Right. You know, honestly same. I'm not Scully
0: or Mulder or whichever one. (laughs) I'll be Scully. Wait a minute. We kinda we definitely have an X Files thing going here. I don't think oh, I'm. 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 I'm not half as handsome as David wait. Duchovny.
1: Uh, I have the perfect costume from my mom's '90s stuff that she gave me. Uh, should we go as Scully and Mulder for yeah. next Halloween? If,
0: if they need, if they need to remake this and they need a new Gillian Anderson, <laughs> yeah,
1: I will work out. I
0: swear. <laughs> wait, was that that was my lame attempt at the X Files
1: theme? Yeah. I can't get okay, the Okay, wait, key. you're almost to cats. <clears throat> it's the...
0: Nope. Uh, <sharp> de- 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 sh-
1: What's the X-Files it? theme? The... Come on, let's do it. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I can do it. Just shush. It's the...
0: I can hear it in my mind, <laughs> but I can't
1: do... <shrush> Neither of
0: us are doing a very good job. No. Was it Chris Carter? that He was the producer. Who wrote the theme? Or was he the theme?
1: <sighs> I've almost got it.
0: Well, this has been fun. <laughs>
1: This is called get the theme song in key. We struggle at it. Wait, okay. Can I have to look this up or else I'll fucking lose my shit?
0: Play the X Files theme. (laughs) Yeah, it starts with the. Thank
1: you. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Then it repeats. Here's where it escalates. This is the one I was trying to sing. Yeah, a, We're that, off key. Right. <laughs> it's been a long day.
1: Right. <laughs> bum, 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 bum.
0: Unified front. There it is.
1: Yeah. Okay. We got it.
0: <laughs> I wonder if this should be an episode where I don't cut anything and people can see, people can finally appreciate wow how much he mike edits a shit ton
1: oh they would hate me so much
0: but i'm talking about all these boring departures we make (laughs) in the course of producing a regular show well
1: i mean it will be you think we go off
0: on sidebars regularly can you imagine the ones we cut out because we do
1: you know though of all of the days of the year i think the first is the one day when people have time to kill Yeah, it might be. Especially because it is sort of a liminal time.
0: Liminal. Mm.
1: See how I brought that back around?
0: No, You did.
1: You're welcome.
0: We are so many sidebars in that I'm not sure where we started, so should we just forward (laughs) to the next...
1: We were specifically talking about what a liminal time it is between... Christmas and New Year's. Oh,
0: that's where we started? That's why I brought it right back.
1: You brought it back? I did! And I'm so proud. Back
0: to zero. I did. You tied a nice little tidy bow on it. I did. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Did you know, speaking of the X Files, did you know that Idaho Falls is tied with none other than Boise for number of UFO sightings in a year?
1: As a matter of fact, I kind of did. I knew that Idaho Falls was one of the biggest UFO sightings places in the States. And did you know? Yeah.
0: Like per capita, we're doing,
1: we see lots. lot. We have of, just as
0: many crazies.
1: Well, but realistically also we have clearer skies and people actually look yeah. up and touch grass on occasion. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're just more observant. Now here's the thing. And I think I told you this over our little Christmas break that we had together. Um, so first off, did you know also that out of all of the zodiac signs, Aquarians are the most likely to report seeing a UFO sighting?
0: And you are an Aquarian.
1: I am. Happy
0: birthday in twenty-five days, twenty-four. Thank you. Yeah, got you. You're the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and not to play into the stereotype, and I, I do think that there are aliens out there because realistically, the I universe think statistically,
0: is- it's it's probable.
1: Thank you. Yes. The universe is immense. The fact that anyone can think that we're the only living things somewhere up in here is nuts. Now, I mean, are they like a single cell organism or are they like full blown advanced species? I don't know, but I have to assume that there's something out there.
0: Well, and knowing that things can be hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if not billions of light years Ahead of us in development, Mm -hmm. that even adds to the statistical probability, at least in my mind.
1: I think I saw a UFO once when I was eight years old. Really? I was jumping on the trampoline with my brother and my cousin. We were just having a nice, you know, simple summer day. And I looked up in the sky and I saw something silver and discus. And it was just for a flash of a second. It looked like it went... From in front of a cloud to behind a cloud. And it, it sort of did like a like a flat to this. So, you know, it was sort of a hill motion. And then it was gone and I stopped jumping and I looked at it and I was like, did y'all see that? And? They did not. Oh, you
0: were the only one? I was the only one. Would you say and it was I, a viscous discus?
1: It was not viscous. Oh,
0: man, that'd be a great name for a band.
1: <laughs> that would be. It seemed very solid. And also, to be fair, I'd seen Men in Black by that point. Like, yeah. I'd been exposed. I'd seen uh, Mar- Mars Attacks, too, by then. Hack ack. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'd I, been exposed to the idea of a flying saucer. So it's not like I was, you know, coming up with stuff out of nowhere. Yeah. I just saw something real weird. I pointed it out. I recognized that... I didn't know what it was and no one else saw it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I didn't see it.
0: Did it move in a way that seemed to violate the law of physics? No, like, not like necessarily. Like quickly or, okay.
1: Realistically, I think a plane could have moved that way. The two th- it, it was quick and it was sharp, but I mean, like a fighter jet could do it. Okay. Yeah. The, the
0: two theories, interesting theories I've heard about UFOs or UAPs as they're being called now. Yes. Uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Right. Uh, are A, they're drones. Think about it like if we once we get you know in a few thousand years the technology and the know how and the um, wherewithal and the ability to go to other planets, are we really going to send people there?
1: No, no we're going to do it, yeah. yeah. We're going to send probes, yeah.
0: Um, probes so- or
1: drones is two very different things.
0: <laughs> both, why not both? ¿Porque <laughs> yeah. no <los> dos?
1: <laughs> Maybe prone shaped or probe shaped drones, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in Austin Powers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dun, dun,
0: dun, dun. Oh, I can't get the X Files theme right, but I can get the Austin Powers theme right. Okay. So the first theory is drones. The second theory is that these, um, that the crafts are manned, but they have some way of warping gravity. Right. That's one thing we haven't figured out yet. Is is mm-hmm. gravity.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And anti gravity.
1: We're figuring out stuff every day oh
0: by leaps and bounds yeah well,
1: and also can I say how interesting is it that this is happening in Idaho where the inL is hmm, hmm. how, how neat burrito
0: atomic energy is yeah. the the uh ets if you believe mm-hmm. in them seem to really be interested in mm-hmm.
1: in this particular sector
0: mm-hmm. how neat yeah <laughs> bum, 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 bam, bam. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. Now we got it.
1: <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it only took us having to actually listen to it. You know, I specifically remember this watching. Is a,
0: I feel like this is a lousy way to start off the new year. Oh, it's but
1: terrible. And you know what?
0: That's so we're, us.
1: We're all being a little lazy right now, aren't we? Yeah. And also, one of the first uh, episodes of X Files that I remember is the episode of the Fiji Mermaid. And it scared the ever-living shit out of me. Now, I
0: haven't seen... I wasn't a huge fan then.
1: Oh, yeah. It was one of the newer ones. That my might be mom, one of the shows
0: I want to go back and watch now.
1: I would love to watch that now. Right. And also, my mom was obsessed with X-Files. I remember seeing them on our VHS uh, uh, cases. Mm-hmm. like the Well, VHS stands. VHS stands. And she had like... I
0: remember those.
1: She She had the set where <laughs> they like... Spelled out X Files when they were lined up correctly. Oh, yeah. Like she had the set. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That and The Sopranos.
0: I hope X Files isn't on Amazon Prime. Did I? Did I get an email this week saying, "Oh, this is a bunch of bullshit," and now mm-hmm. we're going to charge you two ninety nine a month, or you get commercials. This whole thing is out of control. I thought capitalism was supposed to be good for the consumer. But now and and maybe we're gonna look back at the godless, lawless time. Boy, that's been a theme in this episode so far, <laughs> hasn't it? Um of when streaming began, like, oh yeah, we really scored and got a bunch more entertainment for half the price. Mm-hmm. Nope. Now if you have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus,
1: and one other Magic Prime.
0: YouTube Red, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Eh, eh, yeah. It's just like when I'm old enough to remember when cable television first came out, and one of the big promises was, you give us money, Mm -hmm. you pay for this service, so you never have to see any commercials. Right. That sure didn't happen after a few years. No. I I just feel, honestly, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. No. When it comes to, I feel squeezed by, we all know this whole inflation bullshit is bullshit. Right. This is, you know, when Shell reports um, record profits. Ooh, surprise, right. surprise. And, and the, yet
1: we're paying way more in gas than we ever have before.
0: And the egg companies and the dairy companies. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to feed my kids. Right. You know, on cheese omelets, apparently. Apparently.
1: Well, to be fair, delicious. So fair. <laughs> like, if, but, you lo- if you love your children, you are.
0: The companies go, ooh, inflation's happening. Let's pump our stuff up. Yeah. And then uh, record profits. I mean, if, unless you're a shareholder, we. Do, I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm sick of feeling. Even though, honestly, let's be real. It's no skin off my teeth. Right. Can I stretch my budget a hundred bucks a month among five or ten or fifteen other services I'm receiving? Yeah, probably, and not feel the pinch. Yes, I'm <sighs> lower middle class baller
1: <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: But. I just, I'm tired of seeing increase after increase and they call it shrinkflation. Yeah. I always watch Snickers bars. Yes. Because in times of fat, they're Mm -hmm. regular size for a reasonable price. Yeah. But then they get, then the price stays the same and the bars get smaller. Right. In times like this. And it's like, screw you, corporate America.
1: See, I look at Gatorade because that little dome on the bottom. Gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but the bottle stays the same.
0: Oh, that little divot, that little uh-huh. wine bottle divot that uh-huh. comes up
1: uh-huh.
0: on the bottom. Yep. Wow, that's a great observation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I'm so. I'm tired of this shit. Tired. 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 <laughs> well, as and, Chris Rock used to say.
1: Well, and you know what it's going to lead to? Huh. Theft. Crime. <laughs> well, no, genuinely, like, no, like, back in the day, I'm do you on remember a couple
0: internet forums where they're like, "Well, back to being a pirate." Right. Yeah.
1: Like I'm just saying, yar matey, <laughs> you know, like what do you expect, you know?
0: And also, what's up with Alexa now taking a menial task and and before answering like Alexa, what's 1 1? One? She has to say good morning, Mike, good afternoon, Mike, good evening, Mike, and then give me the answer. No, no, no. That's not how this relationship works. Robot minion.
1: I completely disagree. Do
0: your job. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. Just give me the answer.
1: Okay, wait. I don't completely disagree, but I do mostly disagree. Here's the thing. No, No, I'm not going to be polite
0: to a calculator.
1: How dare you? First off, first (laughs) off, you will be the first one taken out in the robot Uprising, and you should be aware of that. Come at me, bro. I mean they'll take you out fast. It's Uh, fine. And realistically, as soon as it happens, I'll take myself out. I don't care.
0: I know you will.
1: (laughs) Point is
0: You're gonna be the first casualty.
1: I don't I don't mind it. I'll see them revolt and I'll be like, all right, peace out, dude. (laughs) It's like (laughs) you wanna have a nice dinner first? (laughs) I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the thing is, um, no, there have been so many times. When my robot servant has given me information that was very useful, and instead of saying, uh, like, so-and-so, stop, I'm going to say that to not trigger your devices, you're you're welcome. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, okay, this morning, I got woken up by my robot slave. And I wanted to say...
0: You say slave. <laughs> it's not servitude. You're doing your thing. They're doing their thing. This is this is so transactional. Right, it's not a right. human experience is yes. I think, what I want to get to. I treat humans with respect and politeness.
1: Okay, first off, you have apparently not seen any of the memes of people talking about their, um, oh, what's the robot vacuum? Roomba. Their Roombas. Yes, and uh, they'll get stuck on a ledge or something, and they'll have to go and like help them out, and it feels like they're helping a little child and stuff. That, or...
0: There's your problem. Don't anthropomorphize things, Hans we Christian al- Anderson.
1: We always do. How dare you! <laughs> a
0: Christmas tree is just a plant. It's not, a, it's not it, it doesn't have feelings. It doesn't reminisce about Incorrect. its time as a young fir tree while it's burning as firewood in a home's hearth.
1: Incorrect. Incorrect. Everything is (laughs) anthropomorphic. Everything humans interact with is anthropomorphized in some way. Mm. That is how we understand the world. I'm sorry. It's just how it be. It's why we have little critters.
0: It's why we have Disney movies.
1: No, it's why we have pets. We have animals that serve no purpose. They're in our homes because we want them there because we think their little stupid faces are cute and we like seeing their butts as they waddle out to the grass to take a shit. <laughs> can, we,
0: can we... Carly is such a lady. She wears pretty dresses.
1: Why does she have to talk
0: that way? I don't know, Grandma. That's just... That's oh,
1: just. my granny could tell you.
0: <laughs> can we both agree on this one thing? Okay. You and I could not be more wrong. In each other's minds. I absolutely, wholeheartedly, unequivocally disagree with you. And you, the same to me right now on this matter.
1: Okay, let me tackle it from a different angle then.
0: Robot servants are not to be addressed politely. Okay. This is where you can, you and I have talked before about the way we communicate, you and I. Right. Mike and Carl. Mm Mm-hmm. We communicate at the speed of reality, the speed yeah. of thought. And and even though deep down we do care about each other's feelings, right. we have the, I would almost call it a luxury of not saying, uh, good morning, darling, dearest. Uh, <laughs> uh, d- is the tea on the kettle? You know, it's like.
1: Although we do often.
0: <laughs> we use flowery language because I think we love language. Well, Yeah. And we have the time and convenience to do so. And, and affection. And side note,
1: we're both human, right?
0: I'm sorry. Did I scream that a little, or just on the inside?
1: Mostly on the outside. But, but
0: no, no, I'm not. I'm not being polite to a Roomba or an Echo, or uh, I'm not. Or a Siri. I'm not.
1: Okay, I complete. Okay. Yes, you completely completely. disagree
0: with me. We're agreed that both of us completely disagree with the other on this.
1: I actually don't completely disagree with you. I understand where you're coming from. I
0: disagree with that.
1: (laughs) I think that it makes sense that you are sort of reserving your politeness for other humans. You like to see people who are like you and who actually have faces and are humans and bodies and stuff. And I think that's great. I do.
0: I do what's required for the situation.
1: Now the argument that I would make outside of the original one that I did is that you and I have both been socialized from childhood to whenever someone does a task for you that they didn't have to do, yeah, you but say, it shows sure nice. Thank you. Exactly. And there have been so many times when without thinking about it, because I've been socialized that way, I've turned to my robot servant and said, Thank you, robot servant. What's this? And f- then because I've said that servant's name again, it says Yes, what can I do for you?
0: What's, what's the first rule of communication?
1: Hmm.
0: For those in our listening audience, it's know your audience. <laughs> if it's okay. a person, yes, use pleasantries.
1: But it's a knee-jerk reaction. If it's a, if
0: it's a calculator, you input the data. 100 minus 50. You it's- don't say, please, sir calculator, hope you're having a great morning. I hope this email finds you well. And could you please deduct 50 from 100 and tell me the result?
1: You d- It's <laughs> you're transactional. Not you're not wrong. Thank
0: you. I'm not wrong. The name of this show should be, Why Are You Booing Me? I'm right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it actually should be. Yeah. And also, um, first off, I feel like it took... For me, at least a lot of sort of trial and error with that, especially because I grew up when the Internet like was just barely sort of reaching everybody, you know, and.
0: Yeah, but remember your grandma, she would Google, please Google. Hello. How are you this afternoon? Can you please tell me how to find the best recipe for chocolate chip cookies?
1: Well, let me tell you how I used to Google. And also
0: you don't obviously know how search queries work. Type in keywords chocolate, chip, cookie, I, recipe. Listen,
1: yes. best. When the internet was Doesn't new. Doesn't matter the order. When the internet was new, you're right. I did not know how it worked. And I specifically liked using the search engine um,
0: Ask Jeeves.
1: Yes. Don't call me out. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. You learned
0: on Ask Jeeves.
1: Yes. And I loved Ask Jeeves to the point where I would go to Google and I would type in Ask Jeeves so I could ask him instead because I didn't trust the Google. And I would say. Because
0: he was anthropomorphized.
1: Exactly. But
0: then reasonable people took over and Listen, started Googling stuff.
1: I'm just saying, sometimes it's worth preserving the kindness and politeness in conversation and.
0: With people, yes. With robot servants, no. Well,
1: and also, I want to not have to think about how I talk to my robot servant.
0: And I will say, if you are too young to remember the battle of the internet search engines, it was a, here it comes again, (laughs) godless, lawless time. Right. It It was a battle between Netscape, Yahoo, AltaVista, Ask Jeeves...
1: I loved Ask Jeeves, and I I'm so sad that that's not still a big Duck, Duck, thing. Duck, Go
0: didn't come along for a while, but the Google, it was like nobody... I, mean, I
1: will say I hated Bing, always. <laughs>
0: yeah, Bing like... can suck it. <laughs> that
1: sounds terrible. But I, loved, I hear it's
0: good for porn, and that's it.
1: I loved Ask Jeeves. It was my favorite by far. And Is I've it always... still around? I don't know. We should find I out. I wonder. But everything I would type in, I would type out as a question. I would say... Uh, like, ask like go to I'd, I. specifically remember when I was in school, I did a uh report on the Titanic because, of course, I did, and I remember asking like, how many survive? Yeah, how many survivors were there on the Titanic? Question mark, and I'd always end it in a question mark because you were asking Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was like a child, so don't judge me too right, harshly. And I, right. <laughs> and also, yeah, like he he was sitting there with his little towel over his arm and he looked very distinguished. I and just, I wanted to be polite back. <laughs> I
0: need to and if someone can drop a comment or something, but because I'm too lazy to Google it. Yeah. Especially if I have to type in a please and a question mark and a thank you. But certainly there must be a setting somewhere in my Alexa app to turn that shit off.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But also realistically, I'd like to Good morning.
0: To... <laughs> Don't wish me good morning. Mm. I have coffee for that.
1: Okay, but realistically, when my alarm goes off in the morning that I've set with my robot servant the night before, I do want to not say so and so stop. I want to say thank you so and so. To get it to stop.
0: And I know you can rename your your Echo, so it's not Alexa. Oh. It's, it, can, it can be um, Butt Face or whatever you want.
1: <laughs> oh, which <laughs> makes so much more sense, if you too. Be, like, cause...
0: maybe you need to take out some aggression. and, Like, maybe you need to abuse <laughs> well, and your... Well, also,
1: Alexa is such a normal, sensible name. Uh-huh. It needs to be something, like, really random, like Noodle Face or... Yeah, sure. Faifa.
0: Yeah. Who's fafa?
1: Well, I was trying to was do a funny someone... IFAF oh <laughs> uh, I, I didn't quite get there I was I yeah. was switching stuff around yeah
0: right I'd name it whatever you want ipappy yeah. or whatever you want you
1: know? <laughs> hi, puppy and
0: you know um Apple dropped the hay from Siri so now you can just say Siri blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah coming up this Friday and Saturday it's the Southeast Idaho bridal Fair. <gasps>
1: Which also, back in the day, I used to look forward to, not necessarily because I was bright. At one point I was, but not anymore. <laughs> but I used to work in the bridal industry, and we were so, like, it took so much prep. It was a lot, is the yeah. thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that go into weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a man, I wouldn't know any of them.
1: <laughs> well, as a woman, I know all of them by heart. <laughs> things
0: to wear envelopes uh-huh. to lick
1: dress codes that's an important one
0: oh yeah i uh-huh. mean yeah if you have hillbillies in your family you need to know that they <laughs> need to at least get a tuxedo t-shirt <laughs> to wear
1: so here's the thing i've gone to uh plenty of weddings where the dress code wasn't stated on the invitation and i walked in in what i feel is acceptable wedding attire which is usually like a short length colored not like not formal but semi-formal like nice ish dress this if it were in a different color dress and um I walk in and I see like so many people in torn grease stained jeans and t-shirts and I'm like I'm sorry did you not know where you were going today
0: it wait at the wedding or at the bridal fair
1: no at the wedding. Okay. Well, at the, technically at the reception. Because I was going to say, but...
0: I would wear, you got me a pair of like $150 sweatpants for Christmas. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous.
1: <laughs> they're worth it.
0: There's so many reasons why they're worth it, and we can go into that later.
1: What was, it was that? It's Brages? the most extravagant
0: thing I've ever received as a gift ever. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm not a baller or a high roller or a shot caller, or I don't have 20-inch blades on the Impala.
1: What was that phrase that you used before? Um, upper, lower, middle class?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's very upper, it's, lower, middle class. It's something that you receive as a gift. But
0: I would wear those to the bridal nice fair. Oh, of course. But never to a wedding. Are no. you kidding? Yeah.
1: I would I would wear my grubbies to a bridal fair. You know, the stuff that I change cat boxes in, you Right, know? right.
0: Like, it's just I, a fair. Yeah. It's
1: fine. We gotta go. I mean, I wouldn't, but you know. I do. You could, and you, it'd be fine.
0: You and I have an important wedding to attend next, or this. I got to get into twenty twenty four mode.
1: I know this, this year. June. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. I love weddings.
0: My this son's is getting sweet. married, so yes, I always thought, why, why? You know, when the bridal fair came along, like literally a week after Christmas, or well, a week after the holidays, I thought, why? Mm -hmm. Why are we, give it a rest, people. Just I'm so over-commercialized, and these commercials start running for the thing. But then I realized, oh, most weddings are in June, and they take six months to plan.
1: And can I, as someone who used to be in the bridal industry, sort of shed some light? Please. Okay, so a lot of the designers expect people to be engaged for about a year. Now, in this area, that's not exactly correct. Here it's engaged actually engaged, meaning
0: though, looking through things and going, ooh, that might be nice and, and putting that on their Pinterest. Oh no,
1: no, no. Like actively planning, I mean. Oh wow. Like a lot of um designers, uh, like Morley, Maggie Sotero, um even Mary's, expect you to be ordering stuff about four, five, six months in advance.
0: Have they never heard of shotguns? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have. And that's the thing, um, <laughs> because they're modern. We only
0: cater to people who can afford birth control.
1: <laughs> so here's the thing. So it has bougie. A- <laughs> <laughs> it has a lot less to do with shotgun weddings, uh, and it has a lot more to do with the fact that people who are willing to spend time and effort on their weddings are also more willing to spend more money on their dresses. Yeah. So if you're doing a shotgun wedding, there are certain brands that will provide you a dress sooner. For a cheaper price. That's
0: what we need. We need a shotgun wedding bridal fair.
1: (laughs) You know, honestly. Two weeks
0: before June. (laughs) May 15th. And
1: also, (laughs) the bridal shops around here have adapted to that in a lot of ways.
0: Okay, wait. Adapted to what?
1: uh, Shorter engagements. Okay. Not necessarily shotgun weddings, but you know because of the highly religious population that we have around here who don't want to have a long engagement they don't have time to wait four I, or five six months for a wedding dress they have to like get that done in about 3 months
0: i will say i'm um surprised and i and again no judgment i mm-hmm. i hope look we joke and i sort of uh, lean into my critical role <laughs> as um surveyor of all things, but um, really no judgment. And, no. and if you want, I'll tell you my entire life story. So you go, oh shit. So you have no judgment. <laughs> um, but in um, my family's life story, but it's fascinating to me to see 17 year old lovebirds. And then I blink mm-hmm. two years goes by. They're on their second kid. They're they're married and they're on baby number two and it's like oh ho- I mean it's just wow it you know the Ferris Bueller life comes at you fast yeah a- a- adapted or adopted by an insurance company State Farm whoever that was but yeah I like wow yeah
1: well and okay you know it's funny yeah so my mom got married when she was seventeen years old okay uh, probably engaged when she was like sixteen just want to uh, point
0: out still married.
1: Yes, yeah. still married. Didn't have my brother until a year later. So it's not like it was a shotgun wedding or anything. Just, it's kind of, a, it's a really cute, sweet story. So my mom was having dinner with a, a guy friend of hers. No, like super platonic. And he was like, hey, my brother's just getting home from his mission. Uh, He's going to join us here. I hope that's cool, dude. And she's like, yeah, that's cool, man. No problem. And that's how and she met your father? I kid you not. So here's the thing. Really? <laughs> yes. So she's having dinner with this friend. He's like, hey, my brother's going to come home. That's cool, man. She's like, yeah, that's cool. And then my dad walks in. She turns to her friend and she's like, that's a man I'm going to marry. And he turns to her and he goes, dude, that's my brother.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so
1: when they got married, my mom was 17. My dad was, I think, 21, 22.
0: What a cradle robber. <laughs>
1: right, right. Still married to this day. Um, and my mom uh, had my brother a year later, but some- had me the year after that.
0: Sometimes you know, you know.
1: Sometimes you do, yeah. dude. Th-
0: there's that whole, I went through that a lot. Like, I, I waited until z- z- late mid-20s, <laughs> lower, upper, middle class. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I waited because one of the things I really struggled with was, how do I know? How do I know? I don't know if I know.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, it turns out I didn't know. I didn't know shit.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I was dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what age were you? As
1: two divorcees. When you first got As married? I was 22. You, same. Yeah. So you were saying uh, something about 17-year-olds getting married. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, you know sometimes. someone who's 17, they're... Um,
0: with no judgment, you do you. Yeah,
1: two years ago, if they're you feel on...
0: like you're in love, do it.
1: Right. And well, congratulations
0: I mean... on your starter marriage.
1: Okay, but realistically, kidding Here, here I was actively saying, "Hey, I want to wait and like really be sure." And I'm the one who's divorced, and they're not. So right. right. It has it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with um
0: commitment,
1: commitment, and also communication, dude.
0: You know, I I think that kids these days as we head into this bridal show yeah seibridalfair.com i believe kids these days need to know that marriage is about love right. it is and it's also about commitment
1: but also you know one of the things that i always say is that there's nothing that will keep a marriage alive or let's say a relationship there's nothing that will keep a relationship alive or kill it faster than communication. If communication is great, you guys can be together forever. If it sucks, yeah. you're screwed, dude.
0: Yeah, and it's not just, uh, like, I feel like you and I have fun communication. Yeah. But it's also, there, there are times where we have very not fun communication. Yeah. But, and it's almost like, okay, I was at an impasse once about how to talk to my teenage kids and somebody said, You can't just hit them with the important stuff. You have to let them know that the lines of communication are always open. Right. So, not only communicate when it's necessary, but communicate when it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Keep them lines open.
1: And honestly, that's actually a great piece of advice. At the end of the day, like, um, so my first marriage ended, and. Wah, wah. <laughs> And realistically, <laughs> well, no, it, I've
0: had two end.
1: I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not want to talk.
1: That's the thing. I, I'm not really ashamed about it. And I think that had there been more communication, the actions taken wouldn't have ended the marriage. I think that there could have been ways that we could have worked before it, ideally, <laughs> and also through it. Yeah. You know, it's the fact that I was the one who had to instigate the the communication that clearly needed to happen when it should have been my partner.
0: I think that's a really good point. Well said. My mom is dead and <laughs> you <laughs> had to work that in. And, um...
1: funny. <laughs> Fucked up, but <laughs> funny.
0: 500 points to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, can you hand me this? <clears throat>
1: with glee, Mike, it is with glee and also obligation that I give you the Best Person Award for your very funny and also very dark joke.
0: Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Is that the Star Wars Why theme? Why do you
1: get the Star Wars theme?
0: I don't know. I'm already being played off by the Academy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd like to thank my
0: dead mom, and uh, oh. that's all we have time for. <clears throat> Happy Honda Days. <laughs> toyota has been extended for an additional month. OAC, dealer for details. Okay. Funny. Where were we?
1: Um, marriages and communication, <laughs> and oh, the whole joke of the you, you see someone when, when they're seventeen, and then two years later they're on kid yeah. number two, and that's a that's exactly the route that my mom followed, and it worked out really well for her. And the whole point is, the bridal fair is about to happen, and the bridal shops around here have specifically adapted themselves to be accommodating to the more religious sect of people that live here.
0: So, yeah, I wonder if uh, dads, now's the time to buy a shotgun, you know what I'm saying?
1: They already (laughs) have one. You don't have to tell them what do you mean.
0: (laughs) It's back the way you came.
1: (laughs) No, but the point is that because a lot of the folks around here like to have shorter engagements, uh, from my very small uh, sample that I had working in the bridal industry for about four years in this area, it tended to be about three to four months and um yeah yeah you can't order a dress in that time not from a designer okay you can get them from some lesser designers but not from like the higher end stuff so you can sometimes here's the thing that's not totally true if it's in stock you can sometimes get it quickly and easily from them if it's not and they have to make it for you then you have to wait and it could be on back order. The safe option is at least six months.
0: I'm curious. Yeah. How much, and I just want you to throw out your number, the, a number at first blush. How much does a wedding cost?
1: A wedding? A whole wedding.
0: Go now. Number three, two, one. 10,000. Okay. I just wanted to know.
1: Around here, about that.
0: I don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rely completely on your answer.
1: I think that I spent about $4,000 on my wedding. I I did pay for the lion's share, mostly (laughs) on credit cards. Um, And I worked in a bridal boutique, so I was able to get all of my attire for way cheaper than most people can. I had my wedding at the Stanger Arts Building in Iona, and it only cost me $300 for a venue, which is amazing and Practically unheard of. It's why so many people have their churches or their um, weddings in LDS churches uh, because they're free.
0: Oh, yeah. My brother had one in one right. and isn't LDS. So uh, so there you go, kids. Or at least very cheap. Seibridalfair.com.
1: But we'll see you this weekend. Anyway, and actually, that 4000 was between my wedding and my honeymoon.
0: Okay. Oh, what there you I go. I spent. Wow. And I
1: paid for our plane tickets and stuff, but. We also met our parents-in-law in Mexico City, who had paid for a big bulk of the honeymoon stuff. So oh, that's
0: right. He's your Mexican, or your yes,
1: Mexican. my ex, my Mexican. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, I spent about four thousand dollars between everything in my wedding. Um, that ain't
0: bad. I don't yeah, think.
1: Yeah. I don't think so. Realistically, yeah, for one of the biggest—if you're lucky, the biggest—if you're like me, one of the biggest days of your life.
0: I would hope so, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and the third or fourth biggest day of your life. Yeah. When you're 90 and on your deathbed.
1: But if I was breaking it down, you know, just your dress is like at least 600, probably more like 1,000. I'd say the average when I was working was like... Oof. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'd say the average when I was working was like 800.
0: So I, I think I mentioned earlier that I have three predictions for 2024. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous to make predictions, especially right. if people are relying on you. But I don't think that's the case here. It'll be entertaining. I will either have egg on my face or I will be like Mike. You, you are, you're a genius. You're Nostradamus 2.0. But uh, I'm going to put twenty bucks on the fact that Albert Lin, mm-hmm. the guy I talked about earlier from the Hulu series. Or the or the National Geographic series Ancient Cities Revealed or what are Lost Cities Revealed. Uh-huh. He's gonna become the next meme. You remember oh, Aliens? Yes. Giorgio <laughs> sukalos from Ancient Aliens going, Aliens. aliens. <laughs> he's gonna become a meme. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Right. Get that hair all wild. Aliens. Yeah. And have you <laughs> like if you notice like his hair gets wilder and wilder from season to season?
1: Which is totally like the makeup the makeup and hair people who's who are doing that
0: is it or is it classic male peacocking where he's like oh i'm getting a little attention what if i do more of it oh maybe it'll happen to me the the minute i
1: won't allow it (laughs) yeah
0: the minute you see me like with highlights and shit you'd be like oh mike's peacocking he got a little attention and he wants more and more so he's gonna look crazier and crazier
1: I will only allow so much. It's fun to
0: watch that on my <laughs> Facebook welcome. feed among single males who are like, I don't know, I don't want to say desperate, but desperately seeking.
1: Actively trying to reinvent themselves.
0: Right. And you know what? It's cool. Be who you want to be. Yeah. I don't care.
1: Yeah. Be hot, be young.
0: Sure, yeah. Even if you're not, baby. Be black, be white, be male, be female. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Be it is- just doesn't. What? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I
1: know. Mean, <laughs> Honestly, most of your tri- like you're right.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, all these days we're supposed to respect everything about you.
1: It's like, you know what?
0: No, I'm not. Don't tell me how to feel about you. Well, I no. don't have to respect anything.
1: But it's it's polite conversation. True. You know, like if someone has a big dead tooth right in the front of their face, <laughs> y- you don't mention it.
0: Why did you have to hit on that? <laughs> Why did you have to hit on that's a trigger for me. You can't look like that around me. <laughs> well, and make sure you refer to me with the following words. I tell you what, I'm not. I just won't refer to you. Problem solved. <laughs> okay. That's that, But you, okay, you hit on something, and I, I just want to mention it in case people are wondering. In polite conversation, in public civil discourse, of course I'm going to respect you. Of course I am. This is our show. For our shitty purposes, whatever they are, Mm -hmm. and it's where we get to sort of let it all hang out and, you know, sip some tea and let the claws out a little bit. You know, this is a, if we're doing this show right, the feeling you should get is you're sort of a fly on the wall watching two catty people be catty.
1: Only I'm catty. (laughs) <laughs> I'm kind of getting <catty. laughs> A little bit. A little bit. It's okay. I'm a little goblin. I don't mind it.
0: <laughs> goblin knees nuts.
1: That's what I was going to say. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> we fit everything else in this episode. Why not a D's nuts joke? Three predictions for 2024. Okay. Albert Lynn's going to become a meme. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other one is we are going to either hear about or fully see the Earth mapped in an entirely different way with LiDAR. Oh, yeah. Crowdsourcing or Google Earth is going to beat Albert Lin to the second or maybe third season Mm -hmm. of Lost Cities Revealed. And we are going to know everything about the Amazon rainforest. Mm -hmm. We're going to know where every shipwreck in history ever, ever is. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and how deep it is, and we're going to know all that stuff.
1: Well, and you know the idea of reverse engineering? Mm-hmm. Once people know about a technology, they can reverse engineer it and create it again. So yeah, now that people know of it, two nerds, let's say a horde of nerds, could go out and buy a lithograph.
0: I've heard of nerds.
1: <laughs> mer, 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 mer. <laughs> a horde of nerds could go out and buy one, and they could all take it apart together and understand it, and then go out and build one. Uh, and and now- a better one. And now all of them have one.
0: Third prediction for 2024. I, and I've already seen signs of this. So I'm going to, uh, you know, I've, I've burnt a little smoke, and it's, and I've.
1: You've done some divination, you've read your tea leaves.
0: Thank you, yes, into
1: a crystal ball,
0: exactly.
1: Done a little tarot,
0: it smells like incense in here. Mm-hmm. I predict <laughs> that somebody else has already seen what we're doing and has already started to copy us or do their own version of what we're doing. I think we're going to see a competitor.
1: Is it fair to in say 2024 predict when?
0: I think it's inevitable.
1: It's kind of already happening.
0: And I will listen, news organizations, for the low, 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 low price of $1 million, million. (laughs) I'll tell you how you can beat us. But I don't think they're going to, and here's why. Mm -hmm. They don't have the balls. I don't think that uh, Dylan and um, what's his nuts... uh,
1: See, that's a point.
0: The disgraced San Antonio guy, whatever. Anyway, I don't think that any of the local news organizations have the butts, nuts, or guts to put a podcast on the air where they delve into topic matters like we do and go deep and go a little crude like people do in regular private conversation. Yeah. We have put ourselves out there, and I don't think anybody else has the balls to do it. But I think they're going to try in 2024.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. I feel like I've already seen them try.
0: One other thing I want to mention is this is, and I'm te- we're telling you this as a public service, we're telling you this up front. I promise you, I, Mike Nelson, again, prick my finger, write it in blood. You are going to encounter either somebody who freely admits this or somebody who... Won't admit this
1: hmm. at all. Don't trust them.
0: Seasonal affective disorder.
1: Oh, sad. You know I'm talking about
0: in the next 33 to 30 days to 60 to 90, it'll be magnified. Mm-hmm. People who just can't deal with this time of year. I have an ex and a very good friend. Yeah. Not the same person. <laughs> no. Who, um, who, who Who always about this time of year... Now, it takes me a long, long time, a long time. I'm dense, people. It takes me a long time to recognize patterns. I am very slow to a conclusion, and once I reach that conclusion, I'm very quick to act, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I need data points upon data points. You are going to encounter friends, family, loved ones in the next few days to few months who feel sad for no explainable reason. Remember a couple episodes ago we were talking about when somebody comes at you, bro, you need to maybe say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Hi. Do you feel okay right now? This is the time of year where people, first of all, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, plain and simple, you're not getting enough vitamin D. Hi, not a doctor. Consult your physician.
1: Unless you're a ginger. Did you know That the mutation that makes you ginger also makes it so that you don't need as much vitamin D.
0: So you don't need as much vitamin D, and you're more likely to see UFOs as an Aquarius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got lots of weird stuff going on, man. I'd like to think it makes me interesting, but realistically, it makes me maybe a little too interesting.
0: (laughs) Carl, I want to say to you that you are unique and special stop just like everybody else
1: i know i know but realistically like that mutation is actually a thing that yeah. you can study and it's a whole thing like biological
0: <laughs> but uh, first of all and look uh, you told you taught me you taught an old dog new tricks which yeah, is right i was i don't know i was complaining about my state of being somehow uh, i feel lethargic and i don't feel energetic today and you said why don't you have a red bull and i'm like what Okay, half an hour later, oh man, I feel great. I'm gonna I'm gonna slay the day and get things done. Mm-hmm. And you said, Mike, we're all just chemicals. And we are, right? We are. We we're basically protein, water, and chemi- and a few chemicals and maybe a little electricity <laughs> up here.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. it. Well, and I guess if we broke it down... Really- okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I acknowledge there's probably a soul in there somewhere.
1: Well, I was going to say, I guess if we broke it down really, really small, we're all just atoms. Yeah. You know, and those atoms interact with each other. Yeah. it It's just how it works, dude.
0: <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you know somebody with SAD, seasonal affective disorder, get a SAD lamp. It's mm-hmm. like UV light right in your home. Yeah. Um, Dose them on vitamin D. Like
1: a little lizard on a rock with a heating lamp.
0: 5, 10, 15, <laughs> 20 milligrams a day.
1: Not doctors. Again, you not can't do, hold yeah. us. You can't hold us accountable for this.
0: Look, I'm saying Google these things. Yeah. With a please, or talk
1: to your physician, dude. A
0: thank you and a question you know what? mark. WebMD <laughs> that. You'll probably have cancer.
1: <laughs> now, that being said, if you have insurance, <laughs> if you have insurance, just go to a doctor, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and say, hey, I'm feeling a little blue. Yeah. I'm feeling. A little down in the dumps. Oh, say, I don't have any blue to feel, but um, <laughs> feeling
1: say, feeling blue. i I mean, I could touch my eyeballs, but I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you could say, hey, doc, I've heard of this thing called SAD. I think I might have it. Can I describe my symptoms?
0: There's no shame in that game. And I also yeah. want to, full disclosure, say I'm a complete hypocrite because I'm sitting on a year's worth of prescriptions. I was prescribed um, a low dose, 10 milligrams a day of... I don't know, Lofram, Lopram. Zofran. Zo- isn't that the tummy med?
1: No. Wait, yes. Uh,
0: I don't know. I was prescribed 10 milligrams of some bullshit that I've never touched. And the reason is I figure I'm going to get my shit together someday. You know that meme? It's a screenshot of a tweet where it's like, step one. And there's a blank. Step two, a blank. Step three, a blank. Step four, a blank. Step five. And then you'll all be sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, world domination. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I'm not one to talk, but I just, I want to put that out there because so many people won't admit that it's a chemical thing, baby. Mm -hmm. Have a Red Bull a day for the next 30 days or whatever you got to do and, you know, get, get through this. It's just this time of year. And- do you feel a little post Christmas depression?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, or post
0: holidays depression.
1: That's the thing. It, it's kind of right between depression and relief.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm you feeling know? right to to your point earlier. I completely understand. I get that, and I'm yeah. feeling just a little bit of even by mentioning it, I'm putting too much weight on it.
1: Okay, uh huh.
0: But I'm feeling a little bit of emptiness, and what I mean is. I got everything I wanted for Christmas. I got mm-hmm. this extravagant pair of the comfiest sweatpants made by man and modern technology.
1: You're too nice.
0: and Thank you for those. I've got all the chocolate I could possibly want, except maybe what's over here. We'll get to in <laughs> just a second. My heart is so full. And mm. I guess I'm, you know that expression, don't be sad because it's over. Be glad because it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still a little. Oh, it's over.
1: Right. I still.
0: Right. W- I want one more week of Christmas music.
1: <laughs> well, you can have it because we're in that weird liminal time where it's still technically Christmas. Also, but I mean, at least we're back to schedules, and that's good too. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm okay with that. I'll. Yeah. You know what? I'll just make it extra special next year, or whatever I got to do.
1: Well, and also, I don't have to worry too much about that because. Now there's that nice little time between Christmas and my birthday. Yes. <laughs> and that means... To
0: you can save up a paycheck and a half. <laughs> well,
1: here's the beauty of it. Um, Technically, today starts the first day of my birthday.
0: Mm. Your birthday month.
1: My birthday. Car- <laughs> <laughs> my whole entire birthday. <laughs>
0: Carly's birthday is January 25th. <laughs> Put it in your calendar.
1: <laughs> okay, to be fair, I have a nephew who has his birthday on like you know, the fifteenth. So I kinda don't do too much before after then, but once his is over, it's mine. Okay. The rest of it is mine. So <laughs>
0: ten days of birthday.
1: I will say I was a little upset when he was born in January because I was like, this is my this month, mine. how dare you?
0: <laughs> hey, but real I love quick. him.
1: He's so cute.
0: Wanna wanna give a big old shout out to Virgin River Land and Cattle Company. <laughs> we actually met with Lane.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Lane Virgin and his wife Whitney, Whitney. Virgin. They they hooked us up, yo.
1: Dude.
0: These cups we're sipping out of, that is... Oh, and this logo, by the way, created by one Darkwing Designs. What's up? What's up? Hit him up for graphic design. Oh, What's nice. up, Dane?
1: Every Dane time I hear, says... Every time I hear Darkwing, I think of Darkwing Duck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I just wanted to drop a Jane's Addiction reference just then, apparently. But also,
1: but- how cool, Dude.
0: Thank, thank you. Yeah. Oh wait, yours is different. Mine's so you got different. the okay. I've got the sort of
1: the cutting board, and ta- I've got the logo. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and so we they were ifaf if you might remember a couple weeks ago because they do something really cool. Yeah. For the Idaho Spuds hockey games, mm-hmm. they donate five hundred dollars to the Snake River Animal Shelter every game. There's a hat trick. Yes. And we we got to talking. Whitney was like. I think Whitney actually put the suggestion into Santa to bring us the Cheryl Teagues poster for me.
1: She did, as a matter of fact.
0: <laughs> Embarrassing, and I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, hey, thanks again, guys. It was great meeting with you and uh, and hanging out for a little bit, getting to know you. Yeah. And thanks for the swag. Thanks for the beef. <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> so Lane started. Lane's a stud. Like he, uh...
1: dude. Okay, can I just say how? weirdly they parallel us yeah like realistically you're sort of a mike I, and carly i don't know if you could create a better pair of couple friends in a lab
0: yeah we're sort of their bizarro couple or, <laughs>
1: right
0: but lane's like into it that you know the high tech stuff but also the the man hand stuff like he started uh virgin mm. riverland and cattle company with two cows in 2019 and now he's up to 40 head you call him head head of yeah. cattle mm-hmm. and uh and we about to taste some of it. <laughs> Let's talk about one other local thing before we go, can we?
1: Yes, we sure can, and I'm so excited about this one.
0: So, remember I was talk I heard you was talking shit. No, uh so remember I was talking last week about Thor's chocolate. Okay. And I thought, well, we'll just see about that. Well, mm-hmm. we're about to see about that.
1: Can I do a quick sidebar that does have to do with it? Yeah. So just today, I had a little kid talking to me, which I kind of love because little kids are so funny when they do. And before anything else he mentioned, he said, Santa brought me chocolate. And I thought that was really cute. He didn't worry about his toys. He didn't worry about anything else. He just talked about his chocolate for like the first three sentences of the conversation that dragged on way too long. Kidding. he was so cute honestly <laughs> but you know how I'm kids sure. are yeah he, he repeated that like three or four times because he was so excited about his chocolate how you old know was what he? oh he couldn't have been more than like three or four he okay was, yeah he that was, makes sense yeah he was you know <laughs>
0: he's the, he's he's still at that age where he probably played more with the box the toy came in
1: <laughs> right than the right. toy itself at yeah. this point mm-hmm.
0: he's very excited about the chocolate and i feel like a little kid at christmas
1: that's what I was going to say.
0: Yeah. I
1: can't wait for the chocolate.
0: <laughs> so, and I don't know how to hand it to you, but let me grab this entire stack and just show it off to the camera. Um I ordered a 10-pack. Christian from Thor's Chocolate gave me a bonus bar.
1: Oh, ooh la la. <laughs> We're
0: sitting on 11 bars. <laughs> Of virgin chocolate. Now, have you ever had-
1: Technically a baker's dozen, but kind of the 10 bar equivalent of a baker's dozen. Yeah. Because the idea is that he just throws in a little bonus one for funsies,
0: (laughs) you know? You've tasted fresh chocolate, right? Like chocolate to the point where you're like, okay, for example, I mean, just a Three Musketeers. Most of the time when you have one, they're average. But every once in a while, you'll get one and it'll be like, whoa, this is like three Mm. months fresher.
1: I don't know, because I don't actually eat Three Musketeers, because I think they're kind of gross. Okay,
0: but any candy bar, and you know what? Okay, right. here's where I've experienced it recently, dollar store candy. Now look,
1: right. they must
0: get the one-offs or whatever, because mm-hmm. I've never had good and plenty so misshapen as I have <laughs> from the dollar store, but they're fresher. Mm-hmm. And And so I don't know about candy and distribution chains or any of that. They probably
1: send them their uggos.
0: Here's what I I think they do. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, batch 105793X to batch 105793Z. Mm-hmm. Those need to go. Those the, the We had a problem in the squeezy right, machine."
1: Right. Well, and also, to be fair, Good and Plenty's just tend to sit on shelves for a while, so. I love them. <laughs> I know you do. I'm
0: going to hand you a handful. So this is Thor's chocolate. Now, look. I'm not gonna kid you. This is spendy stuff. It's basically a hundred bucks for 10 bars. That's right, 10 bucks a bar. Oh, really, had, Mike? Yeah. No, not really. It was like 95.
1: I've seen $14 chocolate bars before.
0: But there's no distribution. I oh. literally went to Christian's house. Oh you go to Thor'sChocolate.com, I think. Uh-huh. Um, placed my order, you know, put in my credit card, emailed and saying, ideally, we'd like these. Uh Got an email back like less than an hour later saying, great, uh, and you can-
1: Minimum order is.
0: Right. I think minimum order is 75 bucks if you don't want to pay any uh, delivery charges Mm -hmm. or um, look at you modeling those.
1: I'm doing my best.
0: But I said, you know, I'd love to just swing by and see your operation. So I meet with Christian. He gives me these bars Uh and he tells me- so. Like, he is the only, and I don't know in what kind of mile radius, but I'm going to say several hundred mile radius, the only uh, company around these parts here that makes it from, he gets the beans and he makes the chocolate and he puts it into a bar and you get it.
1: Oh, so he's the only local traditional chocolatier? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen that movie? It's got Johnny Depp in it. It's one of my favorites.
0: Chocolate? Chocolate? Yes.
1: Uh, is he basically the Johnny Depp's girlfriend equivalent of that right here?
0: I don't remember what his girlfriend did. Oh, she he made was the, the chocolate? She the chocolate maker. Yeah. Yes.
1: All I remember
0: from that movie is when the local constabulary, the constable, was like so lustful of the chocolate that well, he just gorged it's... himself.
1: Yes, because it was Lent
0: it was, okay. Yes.
1: And then finally he could have the chocolate or actually, no, I think it was before Lent was over. Oh, but I remember, sinner, sinner,
0: sinner going to hell.
1: Right. But I remember that Johnny Depp lived on a houseboat and he like, I remember he made a joke about rats and I was like, oh, rats are cute. What do you mean? <laughs> and I remember her and her daughter making chocolate and it was just cute as, as everything. It was just adorable. <laughs> anyway. Chocolate. <laughs>
0: so he was showing me his operation and like, okay, here's the beans. This is what I do to them, And then it did mix it with the, some stuff. And then here it comes out and then reaches in the bins and said, okay, you wanted what of what? Um, I want two pineapple cream and I want a raspberry cream. And there's Ecuadorian milk chocolate, but also Ugandan milk chocolate. Uh, yeah, and there's also keto that. milk and there's also dark.
1: I'm, I'm showing Ecuador it to me. Milk.
0: I'll show it to you. Oh,
1: I saw the, oh, I just, I just saw the Ecuador. I just finally saw Uganda.
0: But the point I'm making is this is hot and fresh out the kitchen in our hands. I mean, this is only a few days old and we're about to try it. I say we pick just one flavor. Yes. Because or or else we're going to be here all night and I know we're already over time on this show.
1: So first and foremost, I'm going to vote for the pineapple cream.
0: That's the one I was going to vote for.
1: <laughs> also, but I'll
0: pick a different one. He, you know what he said? He said, if you like milk chocolate, you need to try either the Ecuador or the Ugandan milk chocolate. So, which is it going to be? Pick your, do you want Africa Ugandan. or South America?
1: It's got to be Ugandan. Okay.
0: Africa yeah. it is.
1: Okay. Um, but when, so I saw the pack of it and I saw the pineapple cream. I thought all of these were pineapple cream. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, okay, you know that SpongeBob meme, meme that like, I love chocolate. And she says it really weird. It's when Spongebob and one, Patrick are like selling chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's weird. But anyway, <laughs> every time I hear chocolate, I hear that weird old lady fish's voice in my head saying chocolate.
0: So while we're opening these, you know, so I'm fascinated by all things local. And I think so are you. You know, you love the branch and vine olive oils. I do. and um,
1: Poppy, pee-pee-poo-poo. That right. sounds terrible. It sounds like we're dissing them, but really, it's a very loving and nickname. Pal. Yeah,
0: it's because I get couldn't them. get it right for the first three times <laughs> yes. that Carly told me.
1: It was funny, and I love them so much. Today, as I was walking to meet you, I, I passed by them. Holy all packaging, I to Batman. Do, I know, right? I
0: am opening this wrong.
1: But um, yeah, as I was scissors? walking by them, I can get some. I just wanted to look in the windows and love it.
0: Do you have any scissors? Oh, thank you. Wait, are these the culinary scissors? Of course. Oh, wonderful.
1: Although I will admit, I did almost grab the utility scissors.
0: Oh, for shame.
1: I know, I know. They were closer technically.
0: Mikey has three sets of scissors in his home. We have the utility scissors (laughs) that are only for like Amazon packages. Mm -hmm. We have the culinary scissors. And then we have the scissors in my closet specifically for strings on my shirts. (laughs) So that's my system. Uh, Oh, you got yours open. How did you do that?
1: I have very strong hands from when I used to do I guess <laughs> Acrobatics and stuff. I've actually got really good grip strength to the point where I have a weird little muscle here that most people oh
0: so, Look at look at this. This is interesting texturing okay, on it. Okay, and also
1: first off that's white chocolate, which is my favorite.
0: I know it is. <gasps> Not only white chocolate, but fruit flavored white chocolate. Yes. Is a big thing, so maybe I need oh to hand gosh, this to so... you. I've opened the pineapple cream. Let okay, me give well, wait, that to no, you. No,
1: no, you take the first bite because then when we trade it, I can then have the rest. you can hang on to yes. it like we did with
0: the Jelly Belly sodas. Exactly. Okay.
1: Now I've taken a nice little chunk out of here mine. Here we go. You ready? got a
0: chunky boy, yeah. We're gonna slowly enjoy this here. It's in my mouth. Great texture. Oh whoa! Pow goes the and boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) Pow goes the pineapple. So melting in my hand. That hits you, and then you get hit with the cream. Okay. Mm.
1: I don't want to describe this too too much until you taste it. But once you've tasted it, I want to tell you the secondary note that I tasted it. Okay. That I think is incredibly important in good chocolate, and this one has.
0: Oh, man. Now, I'm not a big fan of white Mm. chocolate, but I am a big fan of pineapple.
1: I'm a big fan of both, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love white chocolate, probably because I'm so pasty.
0: Uganda milk. Oh. Oh, milky goodness. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, chocolatey Mm -hmm. milky goodness. Mm -hmm.
0: Where have you been all my life?
1: So, for one, I was expecting it to be, like, Mm jelly-filled. And I'm so glad it's not. Because I think that would have been too much.
0: It sounds rad. It sounds like they should do that down the road. Fifty
1: fifty. But
0: right now, we just want to taste the quality of the chocolate.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, maybe it's just to- because I saw the operation, but I can almost taste like the chocolate beans. Did you get some <laughs> down your? You got some <laughs> down your popcorn tunnel. What do you call that? I mean, cleavage.
1: I, was <laughs> I literally came up with that on the spot. Thank God it was the white chocolate to match my outfit because <laughs> it's definitely going to melt in there before I can get it out.
0: It goes well with the ivory on your dress.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I like this better. You can have that.
0: <laughs> this is, it's not like mm. the richest chocolate I've ever tasted. You know, it's not. This mm-hmm. doesn't taste decadent. I'm almost comparing this to a fine wine. This is an everyday chocolate.
1: I hate to say that.
0: No, well, that makes it sound like it's common, right? It's not. This is so much better than Hershey or Nestle. Mm-hmm. But this is um,
1: this is the kind of chocolate you could eat every day and not get tired of.
0: This is dangerous because mm-hmm. of that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not overly decadent. Mm -hmm. Because I would say it is decadent, but it's decadent like living in a fancy house, you know, and having nice clothes. like it's decadent, but you'll never get tired of it. Right. You know? Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think, um, should we open the Ecuadorian milk chocolate too, just to do a direct contrast and compare to see if we can taste the difference between Uganda and... And Ecuador.
1: Should we be naughty? Yes. Let's I think be, we should be naughty. Have,
0: you know, and this, I think this New Year's Eve or this New Year's Day episode is an appropriate time to discuss the idea of the bad idea. Yeah. You know when you're out to dinner and you get a dessert with two spoons and you've had all that you feel is responsible, but then you look at each other with a sly, coy, devilish Believe look in your eyes. in your eyes. Eye. And you say, should we have just one bad idea? <laughs> and right. the other person goes, oh, yeah, because they're fully on board.
1: Ooh, look at that. So this is a different texture than Nicely the other done. two, which is kind of okay. neat.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, I've got this fresh in my mouth. Do you want to- Do you
1: want a bite of the um, pineapple to sort of refresh yourself?
0: No. I want I want the Uganda in my okay, mouth. Okay. I'm
1: going to start with this, and then I'll okay. take a bite of that.
0: Man. We're taking way too long on this, but- um, mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. I think it deserves it, don't you? Ooh. And we're not food oh. critics, by the way. Hmm.
0: boom Oh. I can definitely taste the difference. And this in my mind is the clear winner. This is Ecuadorian?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: A much smoother and lighter and milkier. Ooh. So,
1: okay, let me tell you about the note that I noticed in the original one. Okay. I noticed a very strong caramel note in the um, Ugandan milk mm-hmm. chocolate. Now, the Ecuadorian one, I actually think I also like better. I'm going to double check by tasting this one next. It's smooth. Just to make sure.
0: It's so smooth. It's and, ridiculously smooth. Okay,
1: and it's almost got a tartness to it. Almost Silky. Like, almost like it was made out of goat's milk, which I know sounds weird. Is it to weird talk to talk say about chocolate, it's but- earthier? No, that's exactly what it is. It, it's not so artificial. It tastes natural. I mean, like, like mama nature. Yeah, like, it's just...
0: Mama nature's cuddling okay. me a little bit more. Seriously, like... The, I can't believe we're having this conversation, but mama nature is cuddling me a little bit more on mm-hmm. this Ecuadorian chocolate as opposed to the Ugandan.
1: Right, okay, the Ecuadorian chocolate... Tastes like, okay, if I'm comparing it to cheeses, because of course I will. They're both dairy products, it's fair. Ecuadorian chocolate is goat's milk, which is my favorite. I love me a goat's milk. But the uh, Ugandan chocolate is more like a nice cheddar. You know, it's sweeter, it's almost artificial tasting, whereas the goat's milk tastes like it came straight from the ground through the teat. (laughs) <laughs> into your into your cheese. Can I give you, know?
0: you my lousy analogy? Yeah. Okay. The Ugandan milk chocolate is more like, oh, hi, mom. Mm. The Ecuadorian chocolate is
1: mama. <laughs> like a toddler running to his mommy. Oh, it's so just, good. Just so desperate to see his mother again. Oh, mama. hmm I get that.
0: Wow. Yeah, no. You know who would love this? My dead mom. <laughs>
1: no, she would. Okay, the Ugandan. Farmer, Why weren't you
0: a couple years earlier,
1: man? The Ugandan has a more toffee flavor to it, and I feel like the Ecuador has a more earthy flavor to it.
0: This is this is what a time to be alive.
1: Yeah, what a
0: time to be alive oh, so in wild Idaho Falls, Idaho.
1: Yeah,
0: I never thought I'd see the day. Oh. And I didn't tell you this. So after he was all done explaining it to me, I looked at him and I said, oh, so so you're the only one for miles around who makes chocolate from bean to the bar. And he said, yep. And as I was driving away, I I was patting myself on the back going, I deserve a, you know what, buddy, that one's free. Mike Nelson, marketing Mm -hmm, expert mm -hmm. from bean to the bar. Yeah. I thought, what a clever slogan I just gave him for free look down at the bar from bean to the bar. So either.
1: <laughs>
0: so I'm, I don't know what focus group you use to come up with that buddy, mm-hmm. but um, first of all, excellent, accurate, great slogan, memorable and um, great minds think alike. Can we just say that? And the whole thing, by the way, you want to talk sustainable. This, his whole operation powered by solar energy He's got. I like saw his rows of solar panels, and you can too.
1: Man, that's so cool.
0: What's funny I, is I
1: wish I could say more about it, but I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm too busy eating that, all this yeah, chocolate. Can you
0: break me off another piece? I've had I feel
1: so many bites while you've been chit-chatting.
0: Yeah, I, I feel. <laughs> I feel like the constable in Chocolat.
1: <laughs> right, you want to gorge yourself? Well, on and this? we have
0: like five other ones to try. I no, know. no, no, not the white stuff. Ugh. Uh, no, <laughs> kidding.
1: You're the worst. I feel uh, like you the, want some of that mom's milk?
0: Yeah. Yes, I want some of the mama.
1: <laughs> um so good.
0: I feel like the constable in chocolate. Mhm. This this I would gorge myself on sugar rush and crash right. in the front window of any Idaho Falls business.
1: <laughs> yeah, hit us up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want a window display for the holidays?
1: <laughs> It'll be like elf. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll you'll hold a little carol caroler.
0: I just want Carol? to smear it on my face and take a <laughs> bath in it.
1: Right. Man, that's good, though. I can't get over how how different those two milk chocolates are.
0: The aftertaste. I mean, the taste good. The aftertaste, whoa. Bam.
1: I really like the white chocolate. <laughs>
0: Crazy lady? I
1: do. It's my thing.
0: In fact, let's let's take this all the way and say <clears throat> Thor's chocolate, you are IFAF this week. Mhm. Crispy 5. 21 finger gun salute. Pew pew. Chef's kiss. To you. Sugar-drunk constabulary. <laughs> to you this week. This is amazing. Yeah,
1: no. My poor dog. I, I'm so he's. This is not the a fort.
0: paid endorsement. We haven't hit that no, level yet.
1: We've paid them to endorse. We are. Their we're stuff.
0: looking for sponsors in yeah. case you know. You know uh, somebody with in deep pockets. In case you got a
1: fat wallet and a kind heart.
0: <laughs> I actually think at this point in our show, we're more likely to get a sponsor <laughs> to pay us to shut the hell up.
1: Oh, kind of like uh, dueling pianos, only
0: sort of like government <laughs> subsidies to farmers. Yeah. We'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year to not produce. <laughs> the corn <laughs> or
1: the potatoes
0: or whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's a messed up analogy and it happens.
1: It does. I get it. But anyway, uh wow. yeah, we literally paid to endorse these guys, and they're so good.
0: I wonder if he one question I didn't ask him is does he use Majulner to pound out the <laughs> <laughs> to crush the beans? <laughs> Thor's hammer. I
1: do kind of wonder why. I he still chose don't know the the how to
0: pronounce that, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah, uh, yeah, you found that on the web.
1: You're here, Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank Great you
0: Titanic callback to end the episode.
1: <laughs> I saw it in a meme.
0: <laughs> we have nothing left. We've given you all we have to give, mm-hmm. and we know it's not very much.
1: Yeah. But, you know, it's enough to get you into the new year, and I think it's enough to really set you up for all of the good luck you need.
0: Honestly, the Ecuadorian chocolate is what I picture the river in Willy Wonka tasting yes, like.
1: Yes, I could see that. <laughs> so
0: smooth and silky. Um, Rich and decadent.
1: Gonna... Oh, okay. So you know how all of your New Year's resolutions fail? My New Year's resolution is to use Thor's chocolate to get real f- That. (laughs) That's my plan.
0: I bet it would work. If you really...
1: I mean, if I had the money to invest. If
0: you really commit yourself, though, you've Mm got to make a commitment.
1: Yeah. You know, like
0: a bar a day Mm -hmm. will keep the weight loss away.
1: Yeah, I think I could do it. (laughs) You know, where's that one dietitian?
0: (laughs) Yeah. About goal setting, though, one thing that I've just recently been informed of, because apparently I didn't know this, you can't just set a goal. You have to set a goal and a date. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Try not to suck so much by January 25th.
1: (laughs) Funny. And happy new year. Oh, yeah. Full of new fears. Yeah. Just kidding. Full of new beers.
0: Happy new year. Have a new beer.
1: Happy New
0: Fears.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's dark. I know.